So there's a lot to be said about leadership, about Christian leadership. Um, and like I say, even though this is a message, I, I think for our new elders, I think we can all learn something from this. Um, and it's strange, I was, I was praying uh, about today, of, of, well, earlier in the week, and um, just asking God about, about leaders and, and these leaders. And, and I was led to this scripture, which I, at, at first glance doesn't necessarily directly speak about leadership, but I think it's what God wants us to hear. Uh, so let's just go into it. So it's, um, yeah, I should tell you where we're looking. Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38. So if you've got a, a church Bible, it's page 1042. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Um, and let me, let me just read that it's a very f- familiar story um, but uh, let's just read this, this passage here from Luke chapter 10 as Jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and and it will not be taken away from her. So... Here's the story. You've got two ladies, Mary and Martha, and Martha's house. Jesus is invited in. Um, and, and before we get into that, just I wonder what our expectation is of our elders today. We've appointed these elders, and okay, now what? What's going to happen? What's going to happen with these guys? Um, and that's a good question to ask, actually. It's a good question to ask uh, and, and consider, and it's a good question for, for them to consider. Um, welcome, Ken. Do come in. Um, and but let's just consider this: the question. Um, actually, what was the expe- expectation of Mary and Martha in those days? What expectation of Mary and Martha? See, culturally, they were expected to to be well to be doing women's work in the women's place. Um, and, and actually, culturally, that still happens in many parts of the world. I know it's, that's really foreign to us now, maybe, but in, in many parts of the world, that is still the case today. Um, and so, as a result of what's going on in this story, there's a bit of a tension arising between Mary and Martha, which you probably get gleaned from the, from the story. Um, so it's Martha's house, and Martha is doing uh, female work in the female zone, if you like. Okay, so she's, she's doing all that stuff. And she's upset because Mary is not helping her. Yeah? Um, and she's not getting on. Mary is not getting on with the women's work. So Martha's getting a bit tense about this. And, and she's not behaving as a woman ought to. I don't know if you know the Harry Enfield sketches. Women, know your place. That kind of... That's not happening. Yeah? Um, um, and, but this isn't laziness. Mary isn't just sort of kind of like, oh, I can't be bothered. This is something else. And the bigger scandal is, is that Mary is actually 
in the men's domain doing men's things, in that she's behaving like a man. The even bigger scandal than that is that she is sitting at Jesus' feet. Now, you and I just think, well, that's okay. What does that mean? I mean, that doesn't sound too big a deal, does it? Or what's going on there? But let me explain the language of that. You, you may or may not know, but in, in biblical terms, that to sit at someone's feet is to, to learn and be a disciple of that person. The, the Apostle Paul sit, sat at another rabbi's feet, and what that meant was he learned from that rabbi because he was wanting to be a rabbi and was learning to be a rabbi. So this is pretty scandalous because Mary, a woman, is sitting at Jesus' feet, meaning she's listening and learning from the rabbi, the teacher, so that she then could be a teacher. That's men's work in that day, but yet she's a woman. And the thing is, Jesus seems to encourage it and endorse it. Ooh. So, now, I didn't mean for this scripture to, to be... I, didn't, I just came to this scripture and I thought, this would be a good scripture today. But then as I looked into it, I thought, isn't it interesting that we've appointed three female elders today? They're outnumbering us. <laughs> There's just me and Daniel to fight the men's corner. If, if it were needed to be fought. But I think in some places that would be scandalous. In fact, almost unheard of. But it seems like Jesus got the ball rolling on this quite a long time ago and we've taken a little while to catch up (laughs) Um, that actually there was Mary sitting at his feet learning to be a um, a rabbi so that she could be a rabbi that means that she would be a teacher and Jesus endorses it and he said yeah this is good let her do that isn't that interesting anyway that's not what I had meant to say about this but that's what actually uh, jumped out at me as I was uh, studying it so I think it's okay. Ladies, you're okay. It's, yeah, yeah you're, you're okay. Um, but what can we learn from Martha? So, and so this is really for, 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 for our elders. And um, what can we learn from, and, and we can all learn this, okay? What can we learn from Martha? Martha, one of her problems was, if you read here, it says she was distracted. She was distracted with serving. She was distracted with activity and making things just right. You can imagine, can't you? I mean, we all do it, don't we? Somebody says, like, somebody says, oh, oh do you mind if I pop round? And you think, oh, my goodness, out of the living room, have you seen the state of it? You know, and the Hoover, who's, which has never come out of the cupboard for weeks, is, suddenly makes an appearance, and, and, and they come knocking on the door, and you're still, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, just make yourself at home. And then, yeah, at least it's in here, some of us, we, we, we do that. Um, just getting these things need to be done, don't they? It's, and, and we feel the pressure. There are there will be many things in our lives we think it needs to be done. This feels important. It's pressing. It's immediate, and 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 we get distracted with it. Um, and I'm sure in some way we can all um, appreciate what what Martha is going through here. Um, but the thing is that all of those things. I mean, imagine Jesus comes to your house and you're still hoovering in the living room while he's talking to people in the dining room. You've kind of missed it, right? Yeah? I mean, I was going to say the Queen, but imagine Prince Charles. He knocks on the door. King Charles. Ah, oh, King Prince Charles. Yeah? King Prince Charles. King Prince Charles. Sorry, Your Majesty, if you're listening to this on the, uh, uh, on, online later. Uh, 
humble apologies. Um, imagine he comes to the house and, and you're too busy, you, you know, you don't, you're, you're too busy, you know, cleaning the toilet to realise that, he, you know, he wanted to come and just come in for a chat or a cup of tea. That's kind of what's going on. So I'd say to our elders, and take heed, make, beware of distractions. There'll be many distractions in your life, both inner distractions and, and stuff going on all around. Um, and make sure you, f- you keep your focus on Jesus. And help me keep my focus as well, because I, Louisa can tell you, I can get distracted quite easily and, and lose my focus. Um, so keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay focused. Know that he is here in the room all the time and he needs our attention. So, hear that. Also, Martha was worried and troubled by many things, it says. And I think for us, particularly in leadership, there'll be many things going on. There'll be many different stuff happening all over the place. Um, and we'll have a lot going on in our home and in our personal life. Um, and the challenge is not to be worried. I mean, th- th- those things are there, but not to be worried. And keep returning to Jesus and keep abiding in his... I, I don't know where this phrase originated from. There's a phrase I, I love, the, his non-anxious presence. So that we then, as leaders, can be a non-anxious presence. In amongst you know, the stuff, the chaos that's going on in the world and all around us, that we can be a non-anxious presence. And that the church would then be a non-anxious presence. That we could... Learn to minister in shalom. And again, that's all about keeping our eyes on Jesus and, and not getting too distracted. So that's what we can learn from Martha. From Mary, here's the thing. She sat at Jesus' feet. Simple. There we go. End of story. Easy, right? She sat in his presence and listened to his teaching. And Jesus says about that, he, he says, one thing is needed. Imagine if, if he just left it there, well, I wonder what that one thing is. You know. But actually, he, he says, one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will be not taken away from her. One thing is needed. So listen carefully to that, particularly leaders, listen carefully to that, elders, lead, listen to this. One thing is needed. Sit at his feet and listen to him. He's just looking for your attention. He isn't looking for amazing works, you know, vision statements and, 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 and grand plans and pumped up activity. What he is looking for is just your attention. And Jesus says, choose what is better. Choose that. Don't necessarily look to have a legacy of projects fulfilled, alpha causes led, uh, you know, groups created, programs written and all this kind of thing. I'm sure those things will happen from time to time, but Jesus says the one thing that's important is just listen. Sit and listen to me. That's the best thing, Jesus says, because the thing is, that can't be taken away from you. At the end of the day, that can't be taken away from you. Your time with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, that can't be taken away from you. You know, some things will succeed. Let me tell you, you know, I I pray that our our midweek meeting, that group succeeds. And some things will fail. And, you know, some things we do, we'll think, well, that was amazing. And some things will, you know, we think, oh, my goodness, why did we even (laughs) even open the church on that day? You know, some, some things you'll get right, some things you'll get wrong, some things you'll cope with, some things you'll be overwhelmed with. Some, some people will call you a great leader in an amazing church. 
and other people will think you're a complete nobody loser in this tiny little church that nobody's even heard of and can't even find even though they've got the postcode <laughs> but one thing that can't be taken away from you is your time with Jesus your relationship with Jesus because all of those things are going to they are going to happen let me tell you <laughs> I felt it I'm sure you have too but the one thing Jesus says that can't be taken away from you is that, that time with him, that relationship with him. And that, remember, that is spoken of us, this is my child, whom I love, whom I'm well pleased. That can't be taken away from you. So sit at the feet of the rabbi so you can learn to be a rabbi and minister in shalom, not activity. Now, I'm not saying this is a recipe for laziness. I'm not now thinking, right, you're thinking, the rest of the church, well, that's the last we've seen of Katie, Emma, Cherry and Daniel. They're going to be sitting quietly in a room somewhere. (laughs) And maybe in three years' time when we have to reappoint them, we'll say, well, we haven't seen them, so that's good. (laughs) That's good. They've obviously spent time with Jesus and it's really benefited the church because we've not even seen them. They've done done nothing. No, I'm not saying that. Because I don't think Mary was called to laziness. She wasn't just getting out or doing the cooking or whatever Martha was up to. But when you sit at the feet of Jesus, what was Jesus up to? Jesus was up to what he saw the Father doing. And he did that. Jesus didn't sort of say, oh, that's what the Father's doing. Well done, nice one, Dad. And leave it. He actually then got involved in that and, and ministered in that. So what we can expect, church, and pray for us, as, and I include myself in this as well, that as we sit with Jesus we would also then sense what the Father is doing and then we would do that so you will find leaders jumping up and saying right, come on I see that this is what God's doing, this is where the Spirit's moving, this is, this is what the Father's doing this is where Jesus is and, and we're going to do that but it won't be lots of anxious activity thinking right, how do we make the church better how do we build the church, how do we keep everyone happy not here to keep everyone happy necessarily but we are here to to seek the lord and 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 move forward with him that's exciting that's dangerous that's uh, a little bit unnerving but that's life with god right that's life as faith sit at jesus feet really simple actually quite hard Actually, quite hard. I'm going to finish with a quote um, from Spurgeon. If you, Spurgeon was a a great preacher, theologian, and if you're a Baptist like we are, then you'll know that uh, the college in London where a lot of Baptists study is called Spurgeon's College. After, uh, and if you go to the Baptist church, actually, you'll see a plaque where uh, Spurgeon preached there, and there's a plaque dedicated to him. But his this this quote from him is this: "All must be done in His name and by His Spirit." or nothing is done. All must be done in his name, by his spirit, or nothing is done. And that's, that's what I pray for us. And by the way, we'll probably get that wrong as well. But have mercy on us. Have, let's be full of grace in this. Um, yeah, let's pray.